Welcome in. My name is Matt Matera. My guest today is Andrew Lamb. Andrew comes to us from New York, New York, where he and his beautiful wife have just welcomed in a baby boy into this world six weeks ago. So we really appreciate the generosity with which he brings his time today. Know that there's a lot of extra obligations these days. The last time we spoke, it was Super Bowl week, February 2nd, 2021. After, God, it's been seven months. After a seven-month hiatus, here we are. Back in the recording studio for season two of the Talking Shop Football Pod. Welcome. Welcome to the Talking Shop Football Pod. Your host, Matthew Matera. Football in the States is my specialty. That's how we did this show. Right. Tampa Bay is an excellent, excellent football team. You ready to let the dogs out? You think it's so funny, huh? Funny how? I'm really trying to sort of keep it together and be like cool about this. They kick the ball off to you, you get the ball. You run with the ball, they tackle you. A lot has been made about the great running backs. The New York Giants. So many good things have been happening. Let us begin. How are things with Aiden? It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. A lot of fun. Two months. Went by fast. Yeah. Really fast. Seriously, congrats to you and uh, thank you. You and Jill. Thank you. Is it a lot of work? More than you thought, or less than you thought? Uh, about about as much as expected, which was a lot. So, (laughs) but it's great. How many diapers does Aiden go through per day? (laughs) Used to be like 20, like 25. (laughs) Oh my God. Now it's, now it's uh, probably five or six, much, much less now. So life with a baby are uh, still living in New York city or do you move out to Westchester or how does that work? Is it mandatory? You move to the country? A lot of people do, but we're still here. So holding out as long as possible. But uh, he has a lot more stuff than I thought already at two months. So we'll run out of space eventually. Good neighborhood to like out on the street with a stroller and stuff. And yeah, yeah, very, very much so. Right around here is really pretty quiet, actually part of the city, certain place. And it's great to be outside around the water, you know, be in the Upper East Side or Midtown pretty easily. So really good part of the city at least not too crazy pretty quiet at night and uh really safe so we're in a good spot that's awesome that's great yeah yeah man how are you doing well when are, when, when are you guys uh what's your time <laughs> <laughs> no timeline right now but uh yeah karen and i are doing well uh we have a you know a puppy now that's a year and a half old keeps wow. me com- keeps me company at home when i'm working from home and kiara's at work uh boy girl uh it's a boy it's uh a bernadoodle wow it's like a mix of poodle and and yeah bernie's mountain dog and poodle mix pretty fluffy hypoallergenic really uh playful playful dog that's awesome yeah not too big for an apartment much work sure yeah not too big for an apartment either it's like He's like 50 pounds, which is like the max I'd want. But um, yeah, like that we're on the bottom small. floor. So yeah, it's not, it's not that, not that bad. Um, 
Awesome, man. Well, I'm excited that you're uh, the first guest for season two of the podcast, episode one, season two. Yeah, I'm glad it's it's thriving and good to be back. Yeah, Early I mean, matchup. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't even want to talk about our matchup, but yeah, I'm uh brought it back based on you know demand. You know, I I, I would. I would have just let it go, but I, I, you know, I got what I wanted out of it. Season one, got to stay in touch with all, uh, all you guys through the pandemic and it was fun, but, uh, you know, season two is just backed by uh, popular demand. Everyone kept asking me if we're going to do it. So here we are. Yeah. I love, love that you're doing it. And, uh, it's a lot of fun hearing, you know, some of the commentary of, of, of everyone else. And I don't get to be as in touch with yeah. them as you are just being out, out here. So it's, 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 uh it's a nice way to to be in touch a little more with them and i'm glad you're doing it so thanks yeah we, we already had a we had you and i had a decent system of staying in touch i would you know kind of hit you up when i was in new york you you let me know when you were out here but last year was a curveball for people that lived even down the street from each other we were like oh we can't see each other anymore yeah absolutely pretty pretty sad all around but i haven't been out to northern california actually don't no, it might have been really might have been our wedding um, in in July of 19, I think. Wow. So, yeah, that's why you haven't heard from me being, being nearby. Yeah. Not ignoring you just haven't been around. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we speak, you got me by about, let's see, 59 in fantasy. Although I may point out that my tight end just had a reception for 13 yards. So another. 50 of those. I might catch you this week. He's good. He's good. I had him last year. So, uh, <laughs> Darren Waller, you know, you're projected to get a couple more, which, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not going to help you against me this week, but nope. you know, if he has a breakout, he could actually salvage not last this week, <laughs> which I think is your, probably your new goal right now. Oh, unfortunately, a hundred percent. So in our league, <laughs> last place face first place and that just happens to be you and me this week yeah it'd be good to reclaim some of my uh increased buy-in this year that's a pretty good pot to win so looks like i'll be off to a good start sorry sorry that was uh on your behalf but uh, you do have a strong team unfortunate news today for your uh your namesake no you oh yeah he's gonna be out at least eight <laughs> weeks it might be a season ender we'll see but I like your team, man. So you was Zeke a first round pick. He was the only one that didn't perform this week. Everyone else up and down the line did great. Yeah, actually, uh, bombed. He obviously played Thursday first, put up 30 yards or so. Wasn't looking like a, a great start or very happy about the pick. At ninth, it was kind of a weird spot this year. But with Dak coming back, I had I had Dak last year until he got hurt. I was looking like one of the better picks of the season. He went down. Zeke was there. I figured he'd have a better year than last and put up 30 yards and was regretting it. But to, to put up this many points with him not doing much, actually pretty happy about. I don't know yeah. if all these role players will be strong in weeks to come. So something to look forward to. Zeke maybe, uh, you know, having a decent game next week. Yeah, it's always great when you know, those guys that you have sitting in your second receiver, second running back spot, they all just managed to get their touchdown and then they add 50 yards and just up and down the board. Everyone just like, you know, put in 
put in the work for you this week. So you ended up pretty, you ended up crushing me really. Yeah. I'm sorry about that, but I'm, I'm happy about <laughs> how things are going. And, uh, and, I want to know. Uh, especially more, more, actually more happy about the chiefs that that was looking like another poor, uh, poor I, first half performance. Like they typically do and have been lucky enough to come back from, but and pulled it out again. So, yeah. What do you make of that? You think the Browns are good this year and that's why they, they almost, I mean, they really should have won that game. Or do you think the chiefs kind of just, you know, week one came out a little sloppy. I mean, they, they didn't look sloppy in the fourth quarter. They looked good. They, they, they took care of business, but didn't, didn't start that strong. No, they, they never seemed to, I don't know why, even at, even at home, they were down, what was it, 15-3 or so? It's the 8-0. I think the Browns first drive was like eight minutes or so. They didn't punt till the third quarter, I think. Um, defense is just going to be another question, although Frank Clark and Matthew were out, so hopefully that's that was some of it. But I think they just weren't really ready. The Browns are good, and they're going to be good again. Probably a pretty annoying AFC team maybe AFC North will be strong again so they could easily be a wild card that we'll have to play not sure you know depending on how it goes but Browns really, are solid yeah really fantastic division <clears throat> I thought the Steelers would be it would be the team that wasn't that great but their defense looked great and they beat the Bills this weekend and then you got the Ravens haven't seen them play yet but Lamar Jackson obviously you know can never count them out although they did lose Dobbins which is a shame but yeah, a great division. One of the better divisions for, for sure, which uh, is fun. You know, Jill Pittsburgh, pretty big uh, Pittsburgh Steelers family. So I cheer for them when they're not playing with uh, playing against the, the Chiefs, which they're playing actually. Uh, I think day after Christmas this year against each other, which would be pretty pretty fun to watch. Could be a pretty pretty important matchup late in the season, but glad I picked up their defense and they actually kept Watt. I paid him quite a bit of money, but I guess it's good for me. Where do you think Aiden's going to land on his uh, choice of team? Is he going to go Chiefs with you or Steelers? He's, he's got to be both. He's got he's going to be both until there's a, a decision that needs to be made. But <laughs> he was uh, he was wearing the Mahomes onesie most of Sunday, <laughs> and um, he has Steelers gear. But uh, Jill actually dressed him in in the Patrick Mahomes onesie instead so that was uh that <laughs> was great. fun to see okay so thinking about our our league you know obviously due to you know everyone being all over the place we just do the draft order randomly um from year to year we used to pick it out of a hat but you know in essence <laughs> it's a it's a random random drawing <laughs> but other leagues out there have some pretty creative challenges to determine draft order um i got a few of them here and I wonder who, if you would tell me, who do you think would win each of these in our in our league? So, All right, this is this is good. <laughs> first up, who would win the forty yard dash to get the number one pick in our league today? Obviously, not today. Like, <laughs> not in college. Or oh something. man, <laughs> you know it's uh, it's been a couple of years since I've I've gotten to see pretty much all of you physically. Um, to to see how the uh, 
the athleticism has deteriorated or <laughs> uh, or increased. I'm not sure if anyone's has increased, but that's a oh man, that's a good question. I, I think I think I don't know. I think Dave could still be sneaky fast. Obviously, college soccer player. Uh, you know, although I don't know if he's kept up with uh, with his sprints and, and long distance running from his training days. Yeah. Um, definitely not Simo. Um, I think Dave's a good pick. You know, he's had the knee I problems, think, but he he probably could still get it done. Yeah, I didn't know that. That might change my my thought. But I think I think I have to go with Dave if he stayed in you know decent shape. Although I have to ask Dirk that because I haven't <laughs> been able to see him. But okay, it's probably my pick. Okay, here's another one for you: a go kart race. <laughs> <laughs> This is like a thing Renner is pretty good at, mm-hmm. you know, kind of physical in the trenches. Um, he would find a way to get out to a head start somehow too. Yeah. Whether it was like <laughs> fairly done or not, I think he, he would be a, a favorite in that, um, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would go with him. Okay. How about a beer pong competition? Definitely not me. I haven't played in years, honestly. Um, that's probably, I, I think, I think that that might be you, you or Dylan. I'm not sure if Dylan's kept up his game or not, but uh, I feel like you were always a you know, pretty good player. So I'll take that. I don't know if I'll you've kept up your game, but uh, no, definitely I could see, not. I could see you, went, I could see you still, still being one, one of the top, top performers. Maybe, yeah, maybe if we had some practice, uh, yeah, I could. I think I'd stand a chance with that. I think Jay Scal's another one you got to throw in the mix there. That's, that's fair. He's sneaky lefty. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> right. He's probably playing more than we think. <laughs> All right. And then last one, uh, a wonder lick test. That's the concussion protocol test that they, they have the players take. It's like a 30 question test that starts out with like ridiculously easy and then gets a little bit tougher. Pattern oh, recognition is that what, stuff. Is that what they do in the tent? Yeah, well, I think I don't know if they do it in the oh, tent, did- but they they do it, you know, as part of that week to recover if you're determined to have a <clears throat> concussion. What about these guys aren't even smart enough to answer the questions without a concussion? Yeah, see, that's part of it, right? There used to be uh, some guys that had like all time crazy scores where they get like, you know, a six on the test <laughs> and then they just wonder, oh, and is they're this fine. Guy- yeah, is this guy exactly? Is this guy you know set in a low bar so he can stay in the game, or is is this are we dealing with somebody that uh you know doesn't quite didn't quite uh pay too much attention in school? You know, I don't know a sampling of these questions or how hard they are. I think I mean, Chrissy is obviously a, a good pick here. I think she would probably do pretty well. She's smart. Uh, I could see Dylan as well. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, I don't. I don't know the sampling of the questions, but I think Chrissy would be my my pick for that. Nice. All right. Yeah, I think Chrissy's a good pick for that too. All right. One more. One more thing I threw together here. So, I, I'm. You're gonna tell me which player I'm talking about. I'm just gonna give you some random stats, and you're gonna tell me who who I'm talking about. Okay. So. Here we go. Just got one. I'm not going to do well in this. Uh, <laughs> I have, have not 
gotten up to speed too much yet with, with I, the league, but I'll I think, try my best. I think you might I think you might come close. All right. So make it easy. It's an easy one. I'm a starting running back in the NFL who makes explosive plays when I'm not losing the football. In 2018 and 2020, I led the league as a running back with fumbles with six and five, respectively. Additional clue, our team's owner is kind of a hard ass. Despite being a billionaire, he made his own son apply to work at Wendy's. You said 18 and 20 had the most fumbles? He led the league in 2018 and 2020 for running backs with the most fumbles. Is it Chubb? It is Ezekiel Elliott. Ah, should know that given he's on my roster. I didn't know Jerry Jones' son worked at Wendy's. Yeah, I don't know if he actually had to take the job, but I think Jerry Jones made him go apply as sort of a humbling, you know, type type thing. Maybe a ground right. to, to ground him, you know. I wouldn't see that, but I like it. I, I should know <laughs> that. Hopefully, he's not uh, repeating that this year. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got to talk golf while you're here. So, yeah. Um, been a while since we played but your game is really come into its own i hear recently and the question i want to ask you is how hard is it to go from being a five handicap to like a zero handicap or a point plus point five handicap in your case what area of the game do you think improved the most on that journey you're not talking about you right you're 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 inside of a five i am a 4.0 as we speak and okay, that's only that's recent sense. only recent this summer i had some really good really good rounds yeah, that got me down there but what's that what's, yes i put it in context of like you know trying to go from a four to a zero or a four to a plus one how do you do that what what takes you first of all it's not easy i i'm sure but secondly like what area of the game has to improve the most do you think yeah like it's hard as you get better and scores lower it's harder to shed because low-hanging fruit and easy things just become harder to to get rid of as you get you know closer and closer to your to your goal I think so 22 of 15 can be pretty quick 15 to 10 quick but you know a little longer and then down to 10 to 4 like say you are where you are right now that that's years at least and, mm-hmm. and pretty tough and who knows if you can even get there no matter how much you play and then four to scratch can be you know even harder um but i think it's all i think it's short game um short game and strategy a lot of a lot of putting and short game because i mean you can hit the ball great and probably just as far but it's when you don't hit a great shot it's just strategy to recover keeping scoring in mind and a lot of approach shots being errant, just being able to get up and down mm-hmm. pretty good percentage of the time so that bad shots just don't become always bad scores. Yeah. And putting is, I think, more of it than people spend time on, unfortunately. Maybe the least fun to practice, but the most impact for me on differential of scoring. Yeah, I think that's a big one. When you play with a lot of weekend golfers who are you know good players shoot 88 when you go out with them 89 sometimes they shoot at 84 um you know they they're not going to the the putting green midweek for 45 minutes and just hitting some chips and hitting some putts and using that as their lunch break like they're just showing up on saturday and trying to play maybe they go to the driving range but 
they don't actually spend time at the putting green and, and trying to work on those different up and down shots and picking bad lies and trying to get up and down from bad lies. And that that's a, that's a big thing for kind of making that, that leap to single digit for sure. I found I'm struggling. Exactly. With, I'm struggling with my long irons right now where I, I hit some of my worst shots when I'm like, you know, trying to hit a five iron from 200. And, you know, if I was just to, to reduce my, you know, if I could just knock off my three worst ones out of 10 from that range, I'd be in such better shape. My three worst ones are killing me and making it possible for me to get up and down from the places I'm, I'm leaving myself in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I mean, try to choke down and move the ball back a little bit and yeah. slow the tempo down. That helps. That's helped me on long irons where you just can't forget to, to take the same swing, full length of swing as you're doing on shorter irons, even though the club's longer. And and just keep the tempo kind of, yeah. the, kind of the same as the other irons versus feeling like you have to, to swing much differently given it's you know a couple inches longer. Yeah, so, that's, that's good. That's good advice. Or get a 26 degree hybrid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I think I have a 19 degree right now, but maybe I just, just yeah, that's, that's hybrids acceptable. up and down. Yeah, hybrids up and down the board, starting at like the five. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the uh, any courses on your bucket list right now that you want to do? I know you have a six week old son, but you know maybe in the next couple of years. Yeah, that's a good question. I was actually just um, just did a trip to Wisconsin where they're. You know, playing the the Ryder Cup in two weeks. Did um, Aaron Hill's uh, first round, and then Whistling Straits two days in a row after that. It was nice. that was on the list for sure. So that was uh, I got to do that about a week after Aiden was born. It was a work trip that was set up, so got lucky enough to be able to get away for that. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was a tough one to to have to leave him, but it was a it was awesome. That was highly recommended. So. I would have said that, but that got checked off recently. And it'll be fun to see those guys play it much better than, than I was able to, uh, in yeah. a couple of weeks, um, really want to get up to Cabot cliffs, in Nova Scotia. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of that. It's pretty, good pretty phenomenal. Uh, apparently it's just, yeah. you know, international right now is tough and it's hard to get to, uh, you know, ideally you go with someone that has as a plane that can get you a little closer. So that's, that's causing that to be a little tougher. Hmm. Um, it's that remote. Wow. That, yeah. So that's on the list. And then it'd be great to get back over, uh, over the pond to, to Scotland and Ireland again. And, uh, <clears throat> I know there's so many twice. There's so many left to do over there. Like for me too, yeah. I've been on one trip, but there's just so many good courses there. I have to <clears throat> have to make time to do that at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of which, we've got the Ryder Cup coming up. Um, the uh, the U.S. are favored. They're actually two to one favorite, which I find pretty remarkable given, you know, our past uh, lack of success. So Europe won last time by seven points. The U.S. did, in fact, win in 2016. But before that, Europe won eight of the last 10 Ryder Cups. So nine out of the last 11. Um, the last time we won wow. in Europe. Yeah, isn't that insane? Last time we yeah, went in Europe was 1993. Um, luckily this year it's in America, but uh, that might help. That might, might help, help, maybe. 
But what is it you think that makes Europe so good at the Ryder Cup compared to us, compared to the U.S.? It's the team aspect. I mean, they grew up playing. I mean, most of them that are playing for Europe grew up in Europe. They actually play much more team golf, much more strategy than individual tournaments. I mean, especially you see it in alternate shot. Um, but also a lot of the courses and how they play as, as kids over in Europe are much more match play focused. So whether it's, you know, four ball alternate shot or just singles match play, we don't do enough of that. I think in the U S it's more just metal stroke and that's a completely different game than Ryder cup president's cup, you know, team format golf. So, and just personalities yeah. and, and how the guys mesh and, it's just, yeah, I think that's been it all along. Just the team aspect and how they've grown up playing the game. It's just very different. Yeah, we have some chemistry problems. I would, I would <laughs> say under, understatement. I mean, I think even before this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well before. Yeah. I think like, you know, uh, Patrick Reed being left off the team. I don't know if that's good or bad, but, you know, that was kind of a, devastating blow to him i know he was pretty upset about being left off he he dealt with that horrible injury where uh he had pneumonia and thought he might die in the hospital and then came back to show the team that he was uh willing and able to play golf he showed up for the tour championship at uh east lake and uh the captain still left him off steve stricker had no uh no second no second thoughts about leaving him off yeah i think he was he was injured and then got sick he didn't do too well. He's got the best record the of any. He's got the best record yeah. of any American, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you know you'd like to see him playing a little bit better golf, but uh, maybe it was a chemistry thing with he doesn't get along with most of the guys, or or what or what it was. But yeah, I could see him being better than who knows, like first time guys, like Harrisburger and Scheffler. I think are all first time definitely. They have to be all first timers. Yeah, English. So who knows? English won it in Connecticut this year. I think that got him in. Berger's been good. Um, yeah, some of those guys. Yeah, you can take him or leave him. I would obviously. I think Spieth was one of the at additions. He was. He's gonna make it every time. His name recognition. He's playing pretty well lately. But yeah, I don't know. If he would have left. Has off. a pretty good record. I think Spieth. I think is one of the best team records, but hasn't won a singles match. Mm. And I think Reed is undefeated in singles matches, which would have helped. But would have helped. Yep. Scotty, Harris, and Berger have not played in Ryder Cups before, so I mean, one of them is going to totally, totally shit the bed, and everyone's going to say they should have Reed <laughs> instead. But you don't, you don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. So maybe that's what we need, though. Maybe we just need that young blood. Like, got, I think Morikawa. It'll be his first Ryder Cup as well. He made it on, you know, the top six. Uh, automatic bit automatically made it but i mean I, it, maybe it's just that we need some new new guys there to sort of for, you know without phil without tiger without all these guys that have somehow have losing records in the Ryder cup maybe that'll help to have guys that don't know the history as much yeah yeah that's true we'll see uh i'm glad polter's there though yeah we gotta win in europe eventually though right 1993 isn't that insane 28 years it is yeah, I'm not chance. sure. Uh, I'm not sure the next two jets we're gonna get. I think it's in Italy next year. Yeah, Rome. Which, um, yeah, is probably just a tough venue, I think. But and then Ireland. I think we have a good shot this year. Yeah. Where Where is that? 
I don't remember the course, but it's in Ireland, 2026. You have to come back for Bethpage in uh, 24. That would be insane. Yeah, I'm playing Bethpage on, uh, in two weeks from, in like 12 days, actually. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, very excited about it's, that. Uh, it's a great one. It's just Short hard East to get Coast on. And... Yeah, uh, it'd be good. I haven't played it in years, probably like close to 10 years. So I'm excited to see how it, uh, I mean, it's, it's always one of the hardest courses that are played right up there with uh, spyglass. I mean, it's just, it's brutal. It's over 7,000 yards. You can't miss the fairways or you're in, you know, rough up to your ankles. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a test. It's a really good course. I really like it. I've only played it once, but you have to, uh, you have to let me know when you're around. Maybe we can try to meet up if it works. I know it's a short trip and, we got Aiden, but uh, we'd love yeah. to see if possible. If not, certainly soon. Uh, I will definitely let you know. I don't know if I'll be going through the city at all, but before I let you go, if we, if you don't mind bringing back to football for like two minutes and just give yeah. me your, your picks on the uh, next weekend's matchup. So I went, looked back at last year, you went one and two on this. So it's tough. You got to pick three games with the spread. Um. Oh, I was one and two. Okay. All right. This two. is next week's. I, I got to look who's, who's yeah. playing, but I guess uh, it's early. I know. Off the cuff. Tough to pick them on a Monday, but based on what you saw last weekend, maybe you're based on what you saw in fantasy or your off season uh, research, if there was any. Which was none. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's go with game number one. We got the Niners, negative three points at the Eagles. Both teams are one and oh. So the Niners are giving three to the Eagles. Uh, Got to be the Eagles. They're just playing. They look pretty good. Hurts, I guess, is the real deal. Miners almost blew it at the end to the Lions, and they're on the road for the first time. So I don't yeah. know. I'm going to say the Eagles, which is an upset. But who knows? Yeah, hard, to, hard to tell whether the Eagles are good or the Falcons are just trash. We'll, I guess we'll find out more this weekend. Yeah. Eagles. All right, Eagles. Second game, Saints, who are one and zero, at the Panthers, who are one and zero. Saints are given three points. Hmm. I don't Ready? know. I think that's a toss up. Both are to to be proven, but I think Kamara might take over. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Saints. All right, there you have it, Saints. So Saints and Eagles so far. All right, last game, we got a. Great early season matchup. Sunday night football. Chiefs Ravens. Chiefs are negative two point five point favorites. It's too light. They need more than that. <laughs> they just won by two, I think. Right? Yeah, thirty. No, they won by four. The spread was yeah. five, so they didn't cover. But okay. Um, yeah, that'll be good. I'm glad it's Sunday night. Um, Chiefs for sure. Um, definitely bet on it. All right. Yeah, it seems a little light, right? It does. They, don't, they never seem to be too wrong, but uh, that just feels. It's in Baltimore, uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Some credit it's, there, it's maybe. Fair. They always play them really tight. And it usually, usually seems to be lower scoring than usual. From what I recall, a lot of running. Yeah, we'll fight. We'll see. We'll see. Good luck to your Chiefs this season. Um, Thanks. Your Giants as well. I'm not sure what oh. you think about them. What's the, what's your record prediction? 
uh, you know, before this weekend, I was going to say something like, you know, seven and 10 rebuilding year, Daniel Jones, we got to figure out if he's our guy, but I'm completely out on them now. After what I saw, I saw like Daniel Jones have one good run to kind of keep a drive alive on a third down. And he, he fumbles it going to the ground. No one even hit him. Um, and then I saw the coach use a timeout on uh, a touchdown. He tried to review it which is not allowed because all touchdowns are reviewable. So they docked us a timeout. So that that's great when you're losing the game to lose a, a timeout two minutes into the second half. Um, and then like in the fourth quarter, when we know we're going to lose, I saw some, you know, them like hitting Teddy Bridgewater after he threw it like three seconds after he threw it uh, because they're frustrated. It's like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. They can make it all right though. If they somehow beat the, the Washington football team next week. So Thursday season's not over. If that, yeah. I would say who knows what the, what the best record in that division is going to be at the end of the year. So it could be, it could be pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> every, every game is big, especially yeah. those divisionals. So good luck. Yeah. It's a weak division. I mean, here's the thing, like someone's got to win it. Someone's got to win it. And the giants, you know, they, they have a history of just sneaking in and getting hot at the right time, but it's been it's true. A, de- a decade since that happened. So not it holding my a good decade though, not holding my breath. Anyways, <laughs> good to, uh, good to, good to talk to you, Andrew. Thanks again for uh, taking some time out of your day. I know you're probably a very busy, busy these days. Thanks buddy. Glad to, glad to be back and speak to you. This is a lot of fun. So thanks for doing it and good to be in touch. Um, I hope you uh, are not last this week, but, uh, you know, good luck to Darren. It's looking like it. He's still sitting on one catch, but that's okay. It's only one week. Yeah, it's only one week. You're, you got a good team, so I think you'll make it. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Talk to you, talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Thanks again. Talk soon.